Welcome to UK Rail Journeys, Series 1. In this series, I travel to North West Wales with the Steam Dreams Rail Company on their Welsh Dragon Tour. Episode 16, where we reach Crewe and exchange our Class 47 for Mayflower and Bahamas, and then start to steam south. As we travel at around 75 miles an hour along the North Wales line, we pass through areas by the sea, areas of industry, areas of green. It really is a mix of the different sites of the North Wales coast. We pass through the closed Queen's Ferry station. In February 1966, another beaching victim. Over the A494 and through Sandycroft Station, which closed in May 1961. Once over the border, we go over the junction to the Shrewsbury and Chester line before crossing the River Dee Bridge, the Rudy Viaduct and the Shropshire Union Canal before entering the Northgate Tunnel. We then go over the Wirral Line Junction, which is operated by Mersey Line, before entering the historic city of Chester. The station, in the northeast of the city centre, has an Italianate frontage designed by the architect Francis Thompson. A £10 million regeneration scheme, the Chester Renaissance programme, was completed in 2007. It included a new roof, improved passenger facilities and improved access to the station. Mersey Rail operates four trains an hour on the Wirral Line to Liverpool. Avanti West Coast, a service to London Euston via Crewe and also to Holyhead. Transport for Wales operates trains to Manchester, Liverpool, Lime Street, Cardiff Central and Birmingham New Street. Northern operates trains to Manchester, Piccadilly and Leeds. The station opened in 1848. It was renamed Chester General in 1875 and renamed yet again, becoming Chester in 1969. On the 8th of May 1972, the driver of a goods train from Ellesmere Port with 38 wagons pulled by a Class 24 found that the brakes had failed. He ran past a signal at danger, known as a SPAD, through a set of points and into the back of a diesel multiple unit, destroying the first coach. The second coach was torn from its bogies, thrown onto the platform and demolished the refreshment room wall. Fortunately, there were few people in that part of the station, although the refreshment room staff had to shelter from the falling wall. The first five wagons from the train were tank wagons with kerosene, petrol and gas oil and a major fire broke out. But fortunately, the fire brigade arrived within a couple of minutes. They rescued a trapped postal worker and evacuated several passengers from an adjacent lightly loaded train before that too was engulfed by fire. The accident took place at about 8.50 p.m. 
However, the fire wasn't extinguished until 12.20 a.m. The cause of the accident? The first eight wagons had vacuum brakes and the pipes hadn't been connected, so the extra braking power wasn't available as the train came down the gradient and into Chester. Chester station was used by 5,093,000 passengers in 2019-20. The interchange between the various services was used by 763,000 passengers. As we leave Chester, there are junctions for the Chester to Manchester line and also the Mid-Chester line, both on our left. We pass through Waverton, where over the years there have been two railway stations. The original station opened in October 1840 on the Grand Junction Railway. It was initially named Black Dog after the nearby pub. It was changed to Waverton two years later. And then the station was moved due to pressure from the first Duke of Westminster, with a new station opening on the 6th of June 1898. This second station closed on the 15th of June 1959. Part of the eastbound station building remains, and in 2018, Stagecoach, the bus company, opened a bus depot on the former site. To the east of the station is the Crocky Trail, an adventure park loved by children, the mile-long trail has slides, rope swings, climbs and a chain bridge. I went there many years ago with my daughter's cousins. They all loved it. Next we pass the site of the old junction to the Whitchurch and Tattenhall Railway and then Tattenhall Road Station, which closed in April 1966. The station building is now a private home. This is followed by the site of the Beeston Castle and Tarpoli Railway Station, which opened in October 1840 as part of the Grand Junction Railway. The nearby Beeston Castle, built in the 1220s, was a royal castle and is perched on a rocky sandstone crag 350 feet above the Cheshire Plain. Parts of the platforms and the signal box still remain at the disused station. Another long closed station on this stretch of line was Calverley closed on the 7th of March 1960. The Shropshire Union Canal was close to the station and warehouses were built for the movement of goods between the two types of transport. There was also a siding for a United Dairies Creamery. In 1947, the station and the local church were visited by King George VI and Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Wollaston Station is another of the Grand Junction's railway stations, originally named Nantwich, renamed when Nantwich got its own station in 1858. 
This station was opened in 1840 and closed for passenger use on the 1st of September 1952 and the 30th of November 1959 for freight. It's a beautiful day and we're rushing across the Cheshire Plain at speed. According to the speedometer on my phone, we're just doing 73 miles an hour. So making very good progress down to Crewe. On our run into Crewe station, we cross the junctions of the West Coast Main Line and the Crew to Manchester Line. So as we come into Crew Station, squeaking and groaning over the points, past disused parts of high-speed trains and other carriages. across the diamond crossings and into the station platform. So we're now in cruise station. People getting off the train because we're here for half an hour. Our diesel locomotive will be taken off the front of the train and the two steam locomotives that we've been promised will be attached for the rest of our journey south. Diesel locomotive is a West Coast Class 47, named as Chris Fudge. Just across from us, at the other platform, are Bahamas and Maitlar, with their two owners' coaches attached. So this train is going to get even longer. The West Coast team are now preparing the carriage end to receive our two steam locomotives and their support coaches, which they'll do once the class 47 has cleared. It's an absolutely beautiful morning here at Crewe. The area around the railway station never appears to be the most beautiful. But what goes on in this station attracts fans of steam and all other kinds of railways. It's certainly very warm in the sun, so the sensible people are staying in the shade. Still waiting for our two locomotives to be allowed to come across and join our train. The photo enthusiasts are lining the platform, waiting for their shots of the steam trains. So as you can hear, trains going everywhere from here as well as our rather special train today. Have you enjoyed it? Fantastic. We've been with some steam trains. We were trying to work out almost since when they first sort of started, what, 20 years ago now. We've always enjoyed it. And the, the crew, you know, the, the, the girls, they're, they're fantastic. So we have great fun with them, you know. It's, it's just, it's a lovely team. We've been with them for a long time. Our locomotives have had the green light to move off, to change track, to join our train. Have you enjoyed it? Very much, thank you. Good. Yeah, it's excellent. I am um, thinking of doing another one when, uh, when your next brace is out. But I suppose uh, some things are out, aren't they? I, um, yes. I would have liked to do the Cornwall one, actually, but it's booked up on the Cornwall yeah. side, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I, 
it's been great. I, yeah, really good. There's something so magical about trains. There is. I don't know. As I watched Brief Encounter, I've been hooked. <laughs> The steam locomotives are slowly reversing. The guard is talking to the driver, telling him where he is, because it's very hard for the drivers to see. And we've got two support coaches, one for Mayflower and one for Bahamas. A bit dirty. Those in the train may feel a little lurch as the two parts of the train meet. Once we've left crew, the launch service will begin. Our locomotives are connected and ready to go. All we need is a green signal. Kitchen staff ready for action. A short while ago I saw one of the chefs chopping garlic, which considering the train was moving at speed and lurching around, looks to me to be an art. There's an air of expectation waiting for a powered steam run down to Hereford where the passengers have a couple of hours to look at the city and then on all the way into Paddington and we're off slowly inching our way down the platform and now foot by foot Yard by yard. As the locomotives pull this heavy load. The end of the platform. A good crowd of enthusiasts. Taking photographs, recording the sound. Taking joy from the sight of two famous steam locomotives pulling out of cruise station. Or even railway staff, because of course these days for most railway staff, a sight such as this is a very rare event. Crossing junctions. Smoke billowing across the crew diesel depot. I'm with Charles, who's on his first Steam Dreams holiday. Charles, how are you finding it? It's excellent. We're thoroughly enjoying ourselves. The food is wonderful. 
The organisation is spot on. Anything that goes wrong, they deal with it. We've had a few problems, uh, not Steam Dream's fault at all. It's actually due to other things going wrong on the main line. So, yes, they deal with it, and I'm really pleased that they've managed to deal with it well. This podcast has been produced by the Mr T Podcast Studio. I thank the passengers and the teams from Steam Dreams and West Coast Railways for making this podcast possible. Join me in a couple of weeks for the next episode. And thank you very much for listening.